Well, this next topic is certainly a personal one. If you've listened to me at all through the years, you certainly know my personal connection to organ donation. Hard to believe, but it was nearly now 20 years ago, 20 years ago that my dad was a liver uh, transplant recipient. And while it didn't save his life, it certainly gave him uh, another couple of pretty good years. And it's something that my uh, family will be uh, forever grateful for. Toby Boulay is the father of Logan, who uh, passed away after the Humboldt Broncos bus crash. And uh, Logan was an organ donor as well, who, of course, uh, went on with his gift to save many lives. And Toby joins us here this afternoon on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Toby, good afternoon, and I really appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Uh, Good afternoon, Jeff. I'm glad you asked me to come on the show. I'm quite honored, actually. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, I just want to go back, uh, if I could, and just that uh, decision and uh, what uh, is, uh, you know, a tragedy. And, uh, you know, you're trying to, you know, collect your wits and just get your bearings. Uh, was this something that uh, Logan had spoke of or just something you as a family uh, knew that uh, you wanted to do was organ donation? Um, I'll keep this as quick as I can. <laughs> okay. uh, Logan spoke to me. Uh, his trainer, Rick Suggett, passed away on June 27th, 2017, of a cerebral brain hemorrhage. Logan was very close to Rick, good friend. Rick was 58. Last summer in August, Logan and I, we hung out on our deck. We always hung on our deck. We had a hot tub. We sit in the back deck, look at the view. Anyway, we're sitting on the deck, and Logan just out of nowhere says, I'm going to sign up to be an organ donor because of Rick. And I go, that's awesome because no one's going to want your organs when you're 80 years old. He laughed and laughed, and then he just said, nope, I can do it. I said, perfect. And that was it. I didn't want to talk about his mortality, and probably like a lot of dads are, didn't want to talk about it then, and I do now, I guess. Right. Fast forward to the week before the week of Logan's birthday, he told McLaren Paulson, his billet brother, that he was signing uh, his donor card for his birthday on his 21st birthday. And McLaren is like, isn't that kind of creepy? And Logan goes, no, if Rick can save six lives and do that, then I'll do that also. So that's what happened. So then on obviously April 6th, the bus crashed and we're sitting in that room, my wife and I in that room that nobody wants to go to. You see on TV where the doctors are and they're telling us what's going to happen with Logan and what's not going to happen with Logan. And my wife just says, well, can we donate Logan's organs? He was fit and strong and healthy. And they literally looked at her like, you're crazy. Nobody ever offers their organs. This is Saskatchewan. And they had like 11 donors the year before in the whole province. And uh, we, and then I said, well, Logan actually told me. Bernie goes, she did? Because I had never told my wife. I just kind of let it go. And so that's how it went. And so we, my wife offered and I supported. And we didn't even know about McLaren's conversation with Logan until – at Logan's bedside about three in the morning when the nurse from the transplant was talking to me about the transplant process and McLaren was there and he just piped up and said, Oh, well, Logan told me he's going to sign the card. And he did. Well, listen, uh, first off, just thank you for sharing what is a very personal story because I I really believe in having gone, gone through this, uh, as I mentioned off the top, nearly now two decades ago, uh, with my own father as a recipient, uh, you know, it's a discussion I think that we all need to have. Uh, I know, as you said, it's it's kind of macabre to have, but uh, once you do that, and uh, God forbid something uh, happens, uh, at least you've got, like, some clear direction, right? Absolutely. My wife, in a time of crisis, she had very clear thinking, and it's in the Sports Illustrated. It's it's, it's nice to see that the head doctor of the Atlantic, Dr. Krawchuk, said exactly what we've been saying. Bernie had clear thinking in a time of crisis. She made the decision. I supported, and away we went. Yeah. You've got to have that conversation. And sorry, the other thing I just wanted to underscore there, Toby, is you mentioned there was only 11 donors in the province of Saskatchewan. Is that right? Yes, we're from Alberta, and uh, we found out since then that there's only 11 donors, people that could actually donate their organs. There's 
people that want to donate their organs, but they, as you know, they pass away in situations that don't work. There are sudden passings, and so there's only 11 transplants that out of Saskatchewan the year before. Yeah, because I think that's something that uh, the average uh, person doesn't uh, realize, that uh, unfortunately demand, it so outstrips the supply when it comes to those in need of an organ. I mean, I certainly found that out uh, for my father, and, uh, you know, unfortunately he had to get, like, really critically ill and at the uh, top of the list uh, before he finally got transplanted, and that made uh, rehabilitation really tough. You're 100% right. That's exactly where you're at. It's very, very difficult, and my wife and I, we weren't. We signed our our organ, our Alberta health card years ago, and just assumed that was what you did. And then all of a sudden, oh, you have to register? We didn't register until after Logan passed. We didn't know any of that. So we just let your average, everyday Albertan doing their thing, thinking they've done the right thing, but not realizing they got to do more than that. And there are so many people out there that require organs of all different types. And also, you, there's lots of live donors. You can also, like for liver, liver transplants now, live liver, partial transplants, kidney transplant, lots of things. Yeah, I remember, uh, and it's come so far, the the science and the technology, because uh, we looked into that uh, for my father, and, uh, you know, I couldn't give him enough. I couldn't be a donor because the amount he needed would have killed me, and so it just uh, wouldn't work uh, at that time. And uh, as we talk about the the need uh, outstripping uh, the, the supply, uh, in the news today, uh, Toby, is Germany's health minister who's launched a drive to tackle the shortage of or- organ donations uh, in that country with a reform that would uh, make most people organ donors unless they object to it. In other words, you are automatically considered a- an organ donor. Uh, wh- what do you think of that plan? Um, we've kind of wrapping our heads around the more altruistic way that you cho- you're, that you're choosing to be an organ donor because I don't. This is my personal belief, having been in that room, in that crisis situation, that I don't think all families are going to go, yes, just because you're an organ donor and you, you're automatically opted in by the government doesn't mean that your family wants that to happen for whatever the reasons might be at that exact moment. Who knows? And so we're in favor of, my wife and I are in favor of, you have to make that decision. You make the decision. You make the right decision. Or if you don't want to or your religion doesn't allow you to do that, then that's fine. Or medically you can't donate for a variety of reasons, then don't. But we think that people have to think about it, make the decision, tell their family, and then away you go. Because in that time of crisis, then everybody's all in. Mm-hmm. I think in, an, in the opt-in system that they're talking about in Germany, that other countries, some other countries do have, I, having been in that room, would have to think that that would cause, could cause a lot of stress in a time of crisis for a family that does not want to have that happen. That's a fair point, and I think a, a valid and a good one. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think one of the things we have to do, Toby, is just get the message out in terms of uh, what organ donation does. And uh, I'm wondering if uh, you've received uh, any letters back. I, I know we had the opportunity to, to write a letter because the donation is uh, anonymous, but just uh, a letter to, to whoever the family was that uh, gave, in this case, a, a liver uh, to my father. I mean, it's one of the toughest, most uh, gratifying things you, c- you can ever write. Uh, I'm wondering if you've... Uh, you on the other end to receive some of those letters. Um, they have a one-year moratorium in Canada where you have to wait a year before you can send or receive letters. Okay. So we're at the one. So that. So, but my wife will be writing. We both want to, but she really, really wants to hear Logan's heart again. Whether it be a recording sent to us, however that works, that's what she wants really, really badly because she spent 27 hours with her head on Logan's chest, almost listening to his heartbeat, and uh, that's what she'd like to do. And we'd like to hear that again. So we'll be writing our letter, but it goes through quite a process in Canada. And so, and I just want to add something from what we talked about before, just a very brief thing. Sure. Um, a study came out, I just read last week in the United States about doing the opt-in, the, where you're all in, 
where it's uh where yeah i think you got to opt out yeah that system yeah they just had a study come out in the states that talked about in north american culture where it's if it's a law you just follow the law so if that becomes the norm the law that that's the law then it'll actually increase donorship in north america because Canadians and Americans follow the law, if that makes any sense. So mm. I read that, and I, you know, now I'm listening, reading, I need to read more about that, so maybe my position what I said before might change. Because, we're, again, we're just new at this. We're new at the whole thing. And so I, I understand that, because I don't speed. If I do, I get a ticket. I don't argue. I spit. I got a ticket. So maybe if that is the law that you are opting, you're in, you're in until you say you're out, well, then maybe more Canadians just go, yeah, I'm in. So that's just the way it is. Yeah, well, I think in the interim, uh, one of the things we can we can do is what we're doing uh, here on the radio this afternoon is to uh, share these stories and uh, you know just what organ donation uh, means to uh, to both sides uh, really. And I know uh, you want to talk a bit about uh, Green Shirt Day, which is uh, fast approaching. It's coming up uh, this Sunday, right? Yes, Green Shirt Day is coming this Sunday. That's the day Logan passed, and we're contacted by David Peckham of Live On Canada the Canadian Transplant Association if we'd lend Logan's name and we agreed to that on a few conditions and the conditions were pretty simple. It's one is that it's not a fundraiser, so it's not a fundraiser. And two is that you, you honor the humble Broncos and on the shirt it actually has Logan Blue effect in the bottom, the green label, the ribbon in the middle and on the, on the top of the jersey on the t-shirt it has Humboldt Strong so it honors the Broncos. And the last one is that they basically vet everything through. So every, they change a comma on a poster, they send it to us to approve it and does that did not, nothing that we don't really approve, but it was nice. We were worried about them just doing something that we didn't like. Oh, you can't do that, right? So we're all good. That's what's happening on the seventh. It's pretty exciting, and and we feel good. We had a lady text me the other day. She said, you know, maybe you guys have to take some time to celebrate. And I kind of like, what do you mean? She says, well, we know that Logan passed on the seventh, but maybe that afternoon because we're the Bullets are hosting a free family skate in Lethbridge with the minor hockey. So maybe when there's hundreds of people come to that skate. They're coming to celebrate. Some would come in there to mourn with you, but some are most are coming to celebrate Green Shirt Day. So, and we, so we, my wife and I have talked, and we're prepared to celebrate that day. We're prepared to smile and shake hands and give hugs and celebrate the fact that Logan made a difference. Day to celebrate uh, his life, and you're, you're absolutely right. It made a difference in uh, so many uh, people's lives by making uh, that uh, decision to donate his uh, organs. And uh, Toby, I, I can't thank you enough for joining us this afternoon. As uh, you know, I've said to you a couple times here, this is. Something I've spent a lot of years in the radio talking about as well because it is so important. And I think it is just of the utmost importance to get the message out about uh, organ donation, uh, what it can do uh, for people. And uh, I can't thank you enough for uh, joining me this afternoon and really taking what is tragedy and turning it into a triumph. Well, thank you very much, Jeff. My family thanks you, and our, certainly our son Logan thanks you for this time. I appreciate right. that and enjoy your beautiful sunny day. All right, uh, Toby, thank you as well. You enjoy your day, too. There's a Toby Boulay, father of a Logan Boulay, who again passed away in the humble Broncos bus crash. And just a reminder that uh, Green Shirt Day is coming up this Sunday. A great opportunity just to uh, sit down with the loved ones and have that discussion. Again, God forbid uh, anything were to happen to any of them. But as you just heard there firsthand, when you know, when you've made that decision in a uh, sober moment, uh, if you have to make that decision in in tragedy, uh, at least uh, you've got a, a bit of a clear path.